Hello, everyone, and welcome to More Than Coincidence, Remembering Jesus Christ in Your Story. As the author and finisher of our faith, our Savior writes personal experiences into each of our lives, which can later strengthen, empower, and bring us peace upon reflection. This podcast is dedicated to sharing these anchoring memories from everyone's unique stories in order to collectively remember and testify of the reality of Jesus Christ and His presence in our lives. I'm your host, Lily, and I'm very excited to share these experiences together. Okay, so today we have Sam with us. How are you, Sam? I'm doing good. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you so much for being willing to share your stories with us. Um, Do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Uh, I'm Sam. I'm in high school, and I do track and field. I like my favorite event in there is shot put or the 100. And then my favorite hobby is going to the gym. Sweet. That's awesome. Well, Sam, uh, let's just get right to it. What are your experiences or themes that have happened throughout your life that prick your heart and help you remember your Savior, um, Jesus Christ, in your life? Well, I think probably the main one would have to be when my brother, Ahan, was in the hospital right after we had gotten him. I hadn't been able to go up and visit him very often due to him being in very critical condition. So I I was pretty young. I didn't know what was going on. But my mom decided to take me up there to go visit him. And of course, we did all like the hospital things that they had for all the little kids, like making little hospital dolls that had like the IVs in them so that they could you could understand what was going on a little better. And it wasn't as, you know, terrifying because, you know, the hospital is a scary place. So then we went into his room and he was in the middle of this giant bed. Well, at least it felt giant as a, you know. Yeah. How old were you? You were probably, you weren't that. I was about six. Yeah. That's why I thought. Okay. So. We walk in, he's in, they had put him in a medically induced coma, but I had just been told that he was asleep because, you know. As a six-year-old, that would be really, you don't understand what a coma is anyway. Yeah, if you had been told. it's a little scary. Yeah. If you'd been told as a kid, hey, he's in a coma, that the only time you ever see a coma is when people are crying and shows and stuff like that, so that'd make it worse than it already is. Yeah. And I remember all the machines around him. There was a lot of cords. They were kind of like vines all over the place. But it honestly, as a kid, the hospitals are not very kid-friendly. They are very terrifying. But seeing a Han and that he's alive and okay was very comforting. And we stayed with him. I think I read him a story before we left. And as we were leaving despite being in a medical coma and having cerebral palsy that prevented his left hand from moving at the time, at really at all. He had lifted only his left arm up and waved in the goodbye waving motion, which I don't know today, like to this day, I don't think I've ever seen him wave like that. Usually the only time he moves his hand like that is when he's stimming. So I it just really it had to have been somebody else 
lifting up his hand to comfort me as I left the hospital and went back down the, you know, hospital halls. Yeah. Because you feel like in that moment, it was, you know, our, our Savior being there for you and showing you that everything is going to be, everything's going to be okay. Or how did you, I don't know, how do you feel like you've kind of interpreted that? Well, I feel like at the time, it could have been, we didn't know if it was like him saying goodbye for like the last time because he was still not He was in the, really sick, yeah. Yeah, not in the best condition. But now I knew it wasn't, it wasn't going to be the final goodbye. It was just him expressing his love for me and saying that he enjoyed having me here. That yeah. he'll, it was a good bye. It wasn't. Goodbye. Yeah. Like, see it, like. Yeah. It was more of, see you later. And then, honestly, that's, like, if God wasn't looking out for us, I don't know if he would have lift up it. Like, he would have, I don't think he would have had the ability to lift up his left arm, which he already can't move very well. Yeah. While he's in a coma. So I know before we started um, recording, you mentioned that there were a couple stories that you wanted to share with us today. So what would the the next one be? Yes. Um, so the next one, funnily enough, also kind of has to do with Ahan and really how it just feels like he was put into my life for a reason. And he is the reason why I strive every day to be the most physically fit person I can ever be because God has blessed all of us with our bodies and he has put special attention to each and every one. We all have our flaws, like things that we think, why do we have these? That some of them may prohibit you from doing certain things. Some of them may be what you find not as attractive as somebody else's features. But God has given us our bodies for a reason. And Ahan, while unable to walk, well, he was told he would never be able to walk through his hard work. He was able to walk, which was a blessing itself. And I think God knew that by showing me that hard work can really move mountains and faith, because we had faith that Ahan would be able to walk eventually in life. I, I know that like whatever I do, if I have enough faith and put enough hard work into it, I'll be able to succeed in what I want to be able to do. I'll be able to lift the weights I want to lift. I'll be able to run the speed at which I want to run, the times I want, and the throw, and how far I want to throw, as long as I put in the effort. I feel every time I'm about to run, I think about a Han, and it just feels way better. Because I'm doing it for him. Because I know if he had been born with the ability to walk and run, he'd be the fastest kid out there. He really would be. He would. I've I've seen him move. He, he moves fast for somebody <laughs> who shouldn't does. walk. Who shouldn't walk? Yeah, he really does. Yeah. He would also probably he'd probably be doing parkour. I'm not gonna lie. He climbs. Honey would and, be a parkour guy. Yeah, he. Climbs everything. Anything he can climb, he'll climb on top of. 
Right. So not only was he told that he can't walk or be able to do any of these things, he is, not only is he walking, but he's climbing and he's doing all these kinds of things. Yes. He also, he also understands our, like, it's hard to notice, but he understands what you say. Mm-hmm. He doesn't speak himself. He's nonverbal. But if you tell him no, he will look at you, smile, <laughs> and then do it again. <laughs> he knows. Because he knows. And then the moment you get over there and tell him no again, he'll make a run for it w- with his little waddly motion as he tries to go to his room. because <laughs> He knows he's in trouble. <laughs> he knows he's in trouble. <laughs> right off, like he'll throw things like water. Like he'll, we'll, we'll hear a crash upstairs. Oh, there's dudes throwing the water or throwing whatever he can get a hold of. Yep. So you think about him whenever you go and do things because you know if Ahan could do it, then I can do it too. If God could empower and strengthen Ahan to be able to walk, to be able to climb, to be able to do all of the things that doctors for forever told us he could not do, you could do it too. That the Lord could empower you to do those things too. Yes. I f- fully believe with enough faith that if I wanted to, I could move Mount Everest if I had enough faith and put enough effort into it. I know God has blessed us with certain talents and abilities. We just have to put our effort into them and unlock them and put faith that we will find them. Even he wants us here to cultivate ourselves and better ourselves every day. And every day we do that in the name of, you know, Jesus and him. He's going to help us reach our goals even at faster rates than we could ever expect. Right. God, like, God knows our capability and he likes to amplify it. Like putting music for, through a loud Bluetooth speaker. Mm-hmm. Alone, we just by ourselves, we may be loud enough for people to hear, but are we really loud enough for a party to hear by itself? Because with God, we can be big enough and loud enough that all those around us can hear us. Yeah, he amplifies you, huh? I don't really know how to phrase this question, but I just know when I was in high school. I kind of thought that Christ and God was kind of this nebulous thing. I couldn't see him. I couldn't really, I felt him sometimes. I was still trying to learn what the spirit felt like. But how do you feel like for you right now, having these memories? um, I don't know. I guess, how how do you just try and stay close to our Savior as a high schooler with all the crazy stuff that's going on right now? How do you hear him and remember him when it's when everything else is blasting at you? Um, honestly, all you really have to do is just pick the right friends that aren't ever going to push you to do something you don't want to do or do something contrary to what you believe. Those are really helpful things to do. Because honestly, it's usually the people around you that affect your opinion on things. And you grow your opinion off of other people's opinions around you. And all the little pieces you get from that, you apply it to the giant puzzle you have. 
So if you surround yourself with people who are overly negative, over, and then you're most likely going to be overly negative. If you put yourself around people who often chase away the spirit, you're not. You're going to start chasing away the spirit yourself. So you just really have to focus on your friends and then responsibility of yourself would have to be honestly just reading the scriptures every day is one way to increase your spirituality 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 it helps you be a stronger person with the spirit as you go throughout your life while friends are really important in your opinion if you are not strong by yourself, there will be times where you won't be able to do what you need to do because you are spiritually weak. Yeah. It's the same way with, like, you can't, if you're not reading your scriptures or not putting, for example, not putting the work in at the gym, you can't just go over to the bench and do 300. You got to work for it. Just like how if you don't understand the principles, the moment somebody starts questioning those principles, you're going to be confused yourself. Right. I, I agree. I totally agree with that. And I know that I've seen that in my life, even as an adult. I, that's something that I still struggle with sometimes is really, truly coming to understand what Jesus Christ, his atonement and his gospel means, the principles, the doctrine and how it applies to me. Because then everything else kind of falls to the wayside a little bit. Well, so then are there any other stories that, I know we kind of took a little bit of a detour. Yeah, <laughs> but, that's okay. to, but, but I thought that was great. And thank you for sharing that because I feel like a lot of, a lot of people, especially high schoolers, you know, they don't want to listen to us old adults. They want to you listen. You are old. <laughs> I am a little old. They want to listen to you know, people their same age about how they are able to, you know, have that relationship with their savior, Jesus Christ. And so thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. And I, th I think you said that there was maybe one other story that you wanted to share. So. Yeah, it's a really short one. Honestly, one way, if you ever just want to feel closer to not only the Lord, but also your ancestors doing family search and family history is just it's like a spiritual steroid as you go to the temple and you're taking those names that you've actually put effort into finding and not just putting them into the uh, ordinance looker on family search and getting random names that you know nothing about. I'm, I testify that as you bring names that you actually know and actually did research into, you'll feel a different type of spiritual experience than you would normally feel as you go to the temple. Yeah. Cause I think you, you have a little bit of a unique experience cause you're, you're adopted, right? Yeah. So a lot of the family history stuff, how much of it has been done actually on your side? Do you know? So in terms of my father's side, I haven't been able to locate pretty much anything because we're not quite sure which, who, like which person he is. Cause he has a quite common name, but mm -hmm. on my mother's side, we actually have a lot more than I would have expected done. Mm -hmm. There's someone along the way that is probably a part of the church mm -hmm. that's been doing things, but 
there's still a lot left to do. I've been filling in things on Ancestry and then transferring them over to Family Search, and it's there's still a lot. Wow. That's really cool. And, and have you been able to actually yourself find a name and then take that name to the temple? Yeah. Um, it was on my mom's grandfather, my grandpa's side. It was, I think, about nine to ten generations back. And it was a person who... I forget the name, but I remember that them and then their son mm-hmm. both died around the same time. Oh. I was usually, I th- think, from what I could pick up, because they were both sailors, is probably out at sea. Yeah. That's most likely what happened. So you found the father and the son. Yeah. So I was able to take the father, I think. The son had already been done. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Maybe I guess you can try finding ceilings and stuff to seal the son to the father next time too. Yeah. Or had that work already been done too? I'd have to double check. I did not look at that quite yeah. yet. Yeah, you can't, you can't really do those quite yeah, yet. Yeah, I can't do those. <laughs> well, that's really cool, Sam. Do you have any other final thoughts? And would you mind um, if you feel comfortable sharing just a brief testimony with us? Uh, honestly, I believe that like, as you're going throughout life, there are certain things that really connect with certain people. And for me, it's my, my opinion, family search and doing the family history. It strengthened my testimony in ways that I wouldn't understand. I testify unto you that as you go throughout your life, you, ha- you should look through everything the church has to offer. Because there's going to be something there for you that will help build your testimony and help be the foundation for it. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Sam. I really appreciate your time and I hope you have a really good senior year and everything goes well for you. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. Thanks again for tuning into More Than Coincidence, remembering Jesus Christ in your story. Please follow us on social media or share us with a friend. If you have an experience you'd like to share, feel free to reach out to morethancoincidence.rememberhim at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear all of the amazing memories you all have of our Savior. See you next time.